0: Welcome to the Property Elite Podcast. I'll be your host, Jen Lehman, Chartered Surveyor and Co-Founder of Property Elite. Stay tuned each week for more on industry hot topics, market updates, and new RICS guidance. In this week's podcast, I take a look at the new RICS Guidance Note Plan Preventative Maintenance of Commercial and Residential Property First Edition. It's essential listening for APC and asset risk candidates involved in the provision of PPM and linking into competencies such as legal and regulatory compliance, landlord and tenant, maintenance management and housing repair and improvements. Head to our website blog and you can download a full copy of the Guidance Note via the RICS website. So what is the aim of the new Guidance Note? The Guidance Note provides best practice guidance on PPM for both residential and commercial surveyors. Typically, PPM surveys are undertaken on commercial assets, as well as larger residential assets, including blocks of flats, complex or historic dwellings, or a sinking fund is held for a property. A well-written PPM will include details such as construction detail, condition and defects, Recommendations, timings, and costings of repair, replacement, or monitoring, potential risks, cost liabilities, and robust information to support evidence based negotiation. PPM programmes therefore allow owners and investors to understand the condition of their asset, plan ahead for investment or service charge recovery, and ensure that the building and its component elements perform optimally. The new guidance note takes effect from the 1st of May 2022. So next what is PPM? PPM is maintenance that is performed purposely and regularly to keep the structure and fabric, facilities, plant and equipment of a building in satisfactory operating condition. It includes tasks such as systematic inspection, detection and correction of failures and identifying items at the end of their economic life where replacement or renewal is required. PPM programs typically span five to ten year periods, but can extend longer for up to 30 years. They should always, however, be regularly reviewed and updated. This helps to identify issues before they turn into major defects or lead to complete failure. After the introduction, the guidance note is structured into the key steps in undertaking a PPM instruction. Firstly, client instruction, then survey preparation, inspection legal and technical considerations, and finally, the report. So, as with any professional service being provided to a client, the following steps need to be undertaken. An initial discussion to define client requirements, budgetary constraints, and to understand the property. Advising if a PPM survey is the most appropriate type of survey. For example, a technical due diligence survey may be more appropriate if there's likely to be a change of ownership. A rebuilding or condition survey may be more appropriate for a report and budget estimate on a defined repair or investment need, which will be disclosed to third parties. Next is to ensure sufficient competence, experience and knowledge to take on the instruction. Written terms of engagement then need to be agreed, covering the items in section 2.4 of the guidance note, including the client identity, documents to be reviewed, access requirements, and payment terms. The scope of services needed needs to be defined using Appendix A and by reference to section 2.4.1 of the guidance notes, including items to be included in the PPM, such as structure, roofs, facades, internal finishes, external areas, and service installations. There then needs to be a docu- document review and desktop due diligence, considering safety requirements, Timescales for inspecting and reporting need to be agreed, as do fees. In no circumstance can a surveyor remove liability for identifying defects and advising the client on the impact of them on the property, even if budget constraints exist. So, how should a surveyor prepare for a PPM survey? Surveyors should take a considered approach to survey preparation, including coordinating the project and liaising with key stakeholders, information gathering, Checking equipment such as notepad, pen, camera, electronic device, measurement equipment, protometer, and PPE. Health and safety risk assessment and precautions to be taken. And engaging third-party consultants or specialists appropriately if required. Surveyors should advise clients that the PPM inspection will be visual and non-intrusive with no services tested unless specifically agreed. Any inaccessible areas should be noted as limitations on inspection and the subsequent risk to the client explained in the PPM report. Surveyors may also need to agree any sampling requirements with the client, such as only opening a set number of windows or doors in a large building. A surveyor's inspection should take a a methodical and logical approach, whilst ensuring that this process can be adapted to the type of property and client requirements, Key steps include recording data, manually or electronically, and accessing all areas of the building and component elements. As agreed with the client, section 4.3 of the guidance note provides a breakdown of each element and common sub-elements which should be inspected in turn. There are a variety of legal and technical issues that surveyors need to consider when undertaking a PPM survey. These include health and safety, including any maintenance issues or risk to building users' health and safety. Examples include slips, trips, low head heights, combined spaces, edge protection glazing and emergency routes. We've then got fire engineering and fire risk, accessibility, energy efficiency, noise and disturbance, pollution, contamination and environmental control, deleterious materials, sustainability, cultural heritage... Leasing and repairing liabilities, including service charge provisions and guarantees and warranties. So after inspecting the final report compiled should be easy to read, including the following aspects. An, ex- a, a, an executive summary: A PPM schedule likely to be prepared as a spreadsheet in detailing condition, defects and associated costs. Executive summary. PPM schedule likely to be prepared as a spreadsheet and detailing condition, defects and associated costs. A full condition report using condition ratings split into good, fair, poor, and hazardous. see section 6.1.1 of the guidance note for descriptions of these. the time frame such as being urgent, immediate within one year, short term, one to two years, medium term, three to five years, and long term 6 to ten years. And finally, risk or priority ratings split into categories such as 1. Urgent, 2. Essential, 3. Desirable, 4. Cyclical and 5. Statutory. Thanks for listening to the Property Elite podcast this week. Head to our website to check out our full blog, free and paid support resources and services, free consultation for every single RICS APC and ASOC RICS candidate and also ask us any questions you have via the website chat blog. See you next week.